This is not happening. Here's your host, Ari Shafir. Hi, everybody. Welcome to This Is Not Happening presents One Crazy Night. On today's episode, we have Jackie Clark. Dude, this girl is legit. She tells great stories. I've seen her before. That's like the good thing of having, you know, like bad experiences and they make into great stories. Yeah. What do they say? Time plus truth plus time equals comedy? Equals comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's that's the rule we're all following. I don't want to ruin anything before we intro it, but do you have a name for the story? I call it my Parisian affair. My Parisian affair. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> very simple. Very simple. Yeah. All right. So let's do it. And then uh, afterwards, we'll talk We'll talk a little bit uh, about it. Here we are. Uh, Jackie Clark doing my Parisian affair for This Is Not Happening presents uh, One Crazy Night. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Miss Jackie Clark. Let her hear it. So um, when I was in college, I was a bit of a dork. And maybe dork is like kind of a harsh word, but... I wasn't, I just didn't do a ton of fun stuff. Like I kind of like went to class and I had a job and I had an apartment and that was kind of it. I was never one of those kids that kind of went away for spring break. That always seemed so fun to me. And my brother who's four years old, when, uh, four years old, four years older than I am, when I was a senior in college, he was like, you know, I'm gonna quit my job for a month and I'm gonna go travel through Europe. And the week of my spring break, he was gonna be in Paris. And I was like, you know what? I've never done anything like this. I've never. I've never traveled on spring break, and I was like, I've saved up some money, I'm gonna go to Paris with my brother. And I know it's like kind of lame to go to Paris with your brother, but I was like, this is gonna be really fun. And after I got my non-refundable plane tickets, my dad and my stepmom were like, we're going to Paris too. Um, so it ended up sort of being a family trip. And it was awesome, it was like the first time I've ever been in Europe, and it was a completely different experience to me. I loved. I just loved being there. I loved like, you know, like sitting in an outdoor cafe or having wine with lunch or, you know, I just loved it all. And, but there was one part of my trip that I felt was missing. And it was that while I was in Paris, I wanted to have an affair. And even though I was 21 and that's what I called it. I was like, I want a Parisian affair. I figured like I was in college, I could like, like get doggy style sex at a frat anytime I wanted. Like in Paris, I wanted an affair. And there were two obstacles to my Parisian affair. One being, I was essentially on a family vacation. Uh, and so it's like hard to kind of drum up affair business when you're like at the Louvre all day with your dad and your dad's like, that's a lot of art. And you're like, yeah, dad, it's a lot of art. It's the Louvre. Um, <laughs> It's only art. Uh, and the second obstacle I had for my affair was I was lacking what I call a personal sense of style. <laughs> I was not at the time the well together, put together woman you see before you. I was a fucking mess. I went to school in New Hampshire and I was like, I thought it gave me permission to just be like, whatever. I wore like men's jeans. <laughs> like I was like that type of person. I hadn't discovered like waxing my eyebrows or waxing any, I was a fucking mess, okay? I was just a mess, you know? And everyone in Paris was so cute and I was not cute. So the week is kind of progressing. And, and this is what I, I just decide, like, I'm going to have an affair. I do nothing to do, like, to, like, I don't separate from my family. I don't flirt with anyone. I just think, like, a dick is going to appear in my mouth or something. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it happened. I'm having a Parisian affair. Um, it's very clueless. 
And so uh, last night in Paris, you know, my brother, my brother and I are sharing a hotel room. My parents are like in a room down the hall. And they decided to go to bed early because we we're flying out the next day. And I was kind of like, I just, you know, it's my last night in Paris. I don't want to go to bed early. So I put on my favorite Guatemalan sweater and I headed down to the hotel bar and I, you know, ordered a drink. And then soon this like British couple kind of came in and we started talking. We opened a bottle of wine and we were chatting. And then soon an American businessman came in and we had more wine and we were talking and it was kind of like that perfect night you have when you're traveling where it's like strangers coming together they're you know all they want is to talk and have wine and it's like the kind of thing you can only do when you're traveling it can only happen among strangers so at this point I'm kind of drunk and that's when like reason a hundred percent leaves me and I decide that the American businessman is gonna be my affair <laughs> Luckily, I was not dissuaded by the fact that he was at least 30 years older than I was. And his almost alarming sense of unattractiveness. <laughs> he had a white bald head and a face that looked like the face of a baby that someone had left out in the sun for days. <laughs> days. <laughs> I ignored the way his fat belly pushed against his blue Oxford shirt I ignored his bloated red nose that made him look like a less attractive Ted Kennedy. Let's all imagine that together. A less attractive Ted Kennedy. A face as wide as Texas. So we went up to his room and we started making out. And it was like kissing a less sexually vibrant Santa Claus. <laughs> And he threw me on the bed. And by threw me on the bed, I mean he unathletically motioned for me to get on the bed. Get on the bed. Go ahead. I'll get there. Um, so he takes off my men's jeans and he slips off my CVS underwear. And almost immediately, he starts going down on me. No. <laughs> There's something, okay, there's something I respect about a man that goes right for the pussy. There's something I distrust about it as well. I don't want to discourage men from doing that. It's terrific, but give it a beat, you know? There was something off about the American businessman. His tongue was cold. It was like being eaten out by a sentient corpse. <laughs> I would have had a, I even now thinking about it, I'm like, I can't have sex tonight. <laughs> like, that's not happening. I would have had a better chance of having an orgasm if I had taken a frozen chicken cutlet and just pressed it squarely against my vagina. <laughs> squarely against my vagina. I had to admit the truth. Things were not going well with the affair. <laughs> so like mid cunnilingus, I just like push his head off of me and he looks at me with his like sad, bald, red face and is like, huh? And I just go, I couldn't even, I just go, I can't do this. And he's just like so sad and fat in the bed and I just literally wordlessly after that just like put on my clothes and leave. Um, and then I went back to my room. No, the room I shared with my brother. 
Because there's nothing like dwelling on the worst sexual experience of your life with your brother snoring in the bed next to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Jackie Carr. That was it. That was awesome. Cool. So I have some questions for you about this. Okay, cool. <laughs> One, how shitty did you feel after when you said, hey, dude, this ain't working for me? Like, what was your feeling at that time? I felt terrible. Like, I just like, remember looking at his, like, sad, wet face and just being like, I'm out of here. I mean, I felt better for myself for doing that, you know, that I didn't have to suffer through the entire encounter. But, yeah, I mean, and then I was, I remember, like, trudging down the hallway and having to, like, go into the room. And, like, my brother was sleeping, and I was just like, I, I was raised Catholic, so I do a really good job of just, like, pushing any feeling down. Bearing. So it was just like, let's just not even pretend this is happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, most people would just gone through with it. Like, fuck, we're already here. Here, let's just fuck. Let's just fuck and we'll yes, just have to endure. It was profoundly bad. It's like the idea of like this man's tongue being cold. It's like it's still like such a visceral, visceral Ew. feeling in my mind. Why was it cold? Bad circulation? It's old. <laughs> Why in your tongue? Like, isn't like isn't that where you go to like get a temperature? It's always like almost a hundred degrees. Yeah, in there, right? yeah, yeah, you're right. It's almost hundred degrees. <laughs> Always at all times. Yeah, oh. yeah. It was it was alarming. Like, yeah, there was definitely there was something wrong with him all over. <laughs> did you get the thought like stop this and immediately say hey I don't want to do this or did you get the thought and have to like think about it for thirty seconds going oh no no, no. it was like very much like it was like a sneeze it just all happened to me you know it was just like as it was happening like my hand was just pushing his head away it was just like <laughs> thank God my body just took over you know sometimes you're just like let the body take over. Uh, that guy must have felt like I'm about to score with some young chick. <laughs> so young and he was so old. How old yeah, he, how old were you yeah. at the time? I mean, I was 21. I mean, I was, you know, and this guy was at least 50. Like, at least 50 if he was a guy. And you just chose And, him. like, an ugly 50, not a Clooney 50. Like, what? like a real ugly 50. <laughs> well, not a Clooney 50. That's great. Not a Clooney 50, which is, like, a 30. But why, this why was, like, him? a true... Yeah, because he was there. Like, he was, like, the only single person. It was, like, my last night in Paris. So I was just, like, you know, it's, like, you're at, like, you know, if you're if you're at a yep. you know barbecue and you're vegetarian, you're starving. And there's only a hamburger. You're gonna throw that burger in your mouth. You know, this was that equivalent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of guys, because guys view uh, getting laid more as like a you know accomplishment than women do. Yeah, no, 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 because no. I didn't realize I'm married now. I wish I knew how easy it was to get laid. Like, I basically could just be, like, announce myself in a bar. Like, now, like, I'm married to someone who's told me all the secrets of men. But, yeah, yeah. like, for women, you're just kind of, like, at the time, I was like, I guess I'm lucky. Now I know. Like, if I could only go back and talk to Yeah, girls, girls always teams. feel like they, I think they hear that and they go, no, but someone won't take me up on it. And you're like, no, yes, yeah. they will. If you go to a bar, Literally 90% fun. of yeah. the men will say yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the other 10% are just gay. Like, that's how you find out who in the bar yeah. is gay. There might, right. there might be like 10 seconds where people go, is this a trick? And they don't <laughs> exactly. take you up on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then that's it. Even if they're with a girl, they're like, oh, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And they just take you and leave. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, men are disgusting. Yeah, so that guy must have felt like, I wonder what I did right in order to get this girl to come home with me. I probably wore the right cologne. or something. And you're like, nope, you were just there. You were just there, and I was just so hammered on French red wine. Uh-huh. Have you been back to Paris since then? Weirdly enough, I just went back with my husband, oh. and it was a lot more successful. 
Yeah. <laughs> in the sex department. Did you get laid? <laughs> did you find the idea? I did. Bed? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was. <laughs> it went a lot better. Did you go back to that bar or anything in that area where you met the guy to try to like recreate? No, recreate? we were in a completely different area, which was nice. Well, and it's like so, like when you're in Paris, I guess too, it's like you kind of stay in your own neighborhood. So I was just like, I I avoided that part of town a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's like a happy ending to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like the the full circle of it all. Rad. What? What? Uh, if people want to find out more shit about you, where can they? Where can they find out? Um, they can go on my Twitter, which is just at Jackie Clark. J A C K I E. Yep, and then C L A R K E. All right. Thanks, Jackie. Cool, Ari. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. That was Jackie Clark. My Parisian affair for this is not happening presents uh, one crazy night. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to see video of these stories, don't forget to go to cc.com slash T-I-N-H. And you can see videos and extended versions of every one of these stories. You can also go to Comedy Central's YouTube page to see the stories as well. For all the comedy nerds out there. You've been listening to a podcast from Comedy Central Studios.